Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of you guys out there, our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Baldwin. Yes, it would. They could be. They could change their name to the Brewcats. I like it. The Baldwin Brewcats. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be heading up that way. Really? Today. We got going on in Baldwin. Going to Nashville. Oh, that's right. Okay. Is this yep. the, what is this? The National SummerSlam. Oh, so, oh, you're going to SummerSlam. Yes. That's this weekend. That's this weekend. See, I, I maybe this is a good thing. We were talking about this a little bit yesterday. SummerSlam's about to happen. Mm-hmm. The, I feel like after that, with the new regime, with the authority yeah. in charge. They might try to like a big reset. Did you see? This might be the time for me to come back. I might. Did, watch did you Raw. see Seth Rollins tweeted out yesterday about not being on the card? Mm-hmm. And Triple H quote tweeted it and said, "I hear you." Like that feels like a whole work. I'm gonna watch on Monday. I think we're. I think they're making a are conscious gonna, where is effort. Raw? I'm sure Nashville. I'm not staying that long. Come back okay, Sunday. Okay. I'm really excited to get to Nashville though. To I just love Nashville. You know what? I just learned. So I'll be doing a solo pod on Sunday is what I'm no, hearing. I'll be back. I'll be back. What time is the pay-per-view? S- Saturday is SummerSlam. Oh, it's on Saturday. Yes. That's weird. Uh, That's what they've... They've been doing Saturdays? Yeah, that's what they've okay. done. I didn't know. All right, good. Yeah. No, we're all good. All that to say, Baldwin. Fantastic. Nice guy. place. Love really it. good at basketball. And their yes. football team's uh, solid that where, team. Uh, is that where Kenny Paul Gino's from? I think so. You know what's interesting Paul is Paul Jones' favorite player, yeah. and Riley North. What's interesting is now I gotta look. Go a, t- ahead. a totally off topic here. We love Strange Brew. We love Turning Spoon, but um, North Mississippi basketball is like Boonville. It's like Boonville. That's right. Okay. Same thing. Oh, you gonna start a, <laughs> a fire, man? I know, but no, very similar in the fact that you know those those are some really rich. There's a lot of rich yeah. tradition in those places and. It's just weird how, like, there's a line where, like, basketball is, just, like, not as important. Yeah. But in North Mississippi, basketball, it's almost like Indiana. Yeah. Like, it yeah, really so is. That, yeah. If you've never been to Inglemore or New Sight mm-hmm. or Hickory Huge. Flat, Baldwin, High school basketball Boonville, really big there. Yeah. Man, it's just – and they're all, like, you know, 1A, 2A schools. You but think it'd be bigger those places are awesome. Yeah. You think. But. Yeah. Anyway, and of course, Jackson, Mississippi, all the public schools there, yeah, huge into basketball. That that's like that's kind of like the alternative facts. Like Jackson is is usually really good at basketball, yeah. but the surrounding places not nearly as good as North Mississippi. Is. Right, right. Like Brandon. Like I would say, like Startville is very similar 
and as far as like a, a basketball, yeah, like Starkville High School is known for football, but this is a basketball factory. Starkville High it School was, still is. is. Was Greg Carter gone? I the Woody Howard, who's there now, is who's a Greg there, there? Greg Carter Ky, disciple. Ky Miles is that? His yeah. Name? Woody Howard is running his program the exact same way That's that Greg not, Carter was. That is what I would do. The same best thing that Starkville did. We talked about replacing Nick Saban yes. yesterday. Same thing with Greg Carter. The, right? best thing Starkville, did. the best thing Starkville did is not not I move away from Greg Carter because he knew what he was doing. I don't know how we even got to this. But but Strange Brew Coffee is great. Yes, it so is. We'll go with that. Uh, College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Somebody's going to come after you, by the way, saying Boonville and Baldwin are the same place. I'm I'm not serious about that. Somebody's going to knife you. I, I do get them. Some I, a lot of times I get them what is mixed Bo- up. Boonville, the Blue Devils. Yeah, they're the they're the Blue Devils. All right, and b- but the, the Bearcats. Two well. high schools with the same like first letter, and they both love basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know people are, are will get upset about. They that. will. They will. Uh, College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise. That you're looking for, that's that you need, that you got to have, that you need it for this football season. We're getting closer and closer. Don't show up to Davis Wade Stadium when Mississippi State takes on Memphis wearing that same old ratty polo or, God forbid, that maroon is all that matters shirt. Get something new. <laughs> uh, just the thought of it. Get something new. Get something cool. They've got it at College Corner. And almost knocked an old lady out of the way one time trying to get one of those shirts. You should be ashamed of yourself. At the two-lane game. Oh, my gosh. I just remember walking in. Looking at it, I was like, what's the biggest size you have? 2X? All right, thanks. And I just kept walking. Just, I'll beat everybody to the, the Coca-Cola I'm gonna line. Go get a, I'm going to go get a chicken on a stick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember State did a stripe out one time in, at the hump. And I just texted Bart Gregory. And I was like, my tickets are in this section. What color is the shirt the for that? The Florida game. And- I think it was. He was like, it's white. And I was like, thank you. And I just showed up in a white polo. People were like, how did you know? I was like, I asked ahead of time. I was like, I knew this shirt. Had no chance of fitting me. I think they was like they were all like all extra, extra large, extra large, and I was yeah. Like, yeah, so I just because they were like huge on me, which now they fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah I was like no, so I just showed up in a white polo, <laughs> which I you know at the time if if I had known about College Corner could have gotten it from there. Yeah, uh, where are we now? Humble Taco. <laughs> we, are, we are. This is one of the longest introductions we've had. In a while. <sighs> Humble Taco is Starkville's newest in place. Newest in place. The people, the people that fast forward through the, they are wondering like, when we're getting. They're at there. ten minutes. Like, what the heck? Did they're I still click talking? on the boneyard? What's going on? We're here? just now getting to firehouse subs. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get. Take a shot at Steve there. He, he'll get one in on us. I'm not worried about it. Uh, <laughs> Humble Taco. I love tacos. What kind of? I tried to send Brandon Walker to Humble Taco. I don't want tacos. But but he got tacos. Two brothers. Probably. Yeah. I'm Brandon Walker, damn it. And he got into a big argument with Big Game Boomer last night. Did you listen to some of that stuff? Oh, on his on his space? I didn't yeah, listen to that, Big Game Boomer got in there? Big Game Boomer came in there and started taking shots. At Brandon Walker? Yeah. Brandon was kind of like, there, he was kind of flustered. I, I'm not going to lie. Like he, Come on, Brandon. He was a little flustered. Big Game Boomer is, I, mean, I, I I'm going back to Steve Robertson here. He says it all the time. Anyone can make a list. Yeah. It's just, that's all he does. He makes that guy list. was really upset that Brandon Walker called him out. Yes, he got in the Twitter space. What, what's he gonna say? Like, have you ever been to any half of these places? You're ranking stuff. He was saying like Brandon doesn't know anything about college football. All he does is is cuss people out and bully people and stuff like that. You know what I would have done if I was Brandon? I would have cussed him out and bullied him. Uh, I, I think he was like just kind of like flustered. Like, what am I supposed to say back to this guy? 
Like you're nobody. You my you, you've got to pull like the Kevin Spacey on him. Like yeah, my, not not that kind of Kevin Spacey. The other kind. which one? Where, where the, says, from seven? Where, where I think no, no, it's no God, not that one either. <laughs> I forget what movie it is now, but he's just like my bath mat means more to me than you. Just, just hit him with that. And just what are they going to say? We say all that to tell you that Humble Taco is a great place to get tacos, margaritas, burritos, and whatever kind of uh, Mexican food you're looking for, they've got it. It's delicious at Humble Taco. Finally, Firehouse Subs, who uh, <laughs> today, as we, were, as we were recording, was Mystery Bonus Day. They basically, they, 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 they sort of got played a gotcha on you. Like, you, you signed up for the bonus, but they're going to tell you on Friday what the bonus was. So you got to wait. Ooh, I like that. That's, that's actually interesting. So... Hopefully you've played along with them this week and racked up some reward points and things of that nature so you can enjoy a free sandwich. But if you don't, well, just, just download the app. And when you place orders, man, the sandwiches, they pay for themselves after quite a, after a couple of orders. So, Firehouse Subs app, locations in uh, Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison. Eight minutes and 41 seconds to do all Yikes. that. Yikes. My apologies. At least it was entertaining. I, I, I hope it was. All right, we got a lot of recruiting to talk about. Um, we'll talk about the basketball recruiting in just a minute. Baseball, not really recruiting, but a kind big of. a big player coming back from Mississippi State. But let's start with football. We'll start with speaking of SummerSlam, the SummerSlam event here in Starkville in the top dog camp. Mississippi State is expecting commitments this weekend. You know, we, we look back a couple weeks ago or about a month ago, I guess, to the top the, the top the first top dog camp. And we were like, look, you'd like to get a couple of guys out of this, but if you don't, it's not that big a deal. This is more about planting the seed for down the road. Now you expect commitments. State has nine commitments. They'd like to be closer to 15 by the time they get done with this weekend. I know you're, you're, our, our friend Paul Jones was talking about over-under. He's expecting maybe four guys to commit. And I, I'm one of these guys that if you get four guys to commit, sometimes guys just get caught up. And they're like, yeah. I'll commit too. You don't know. So could be closer to six when it's all said and done. No commitments would be a disaster. We could come, we will come out on this show on Sunday and Monday and say they screwed up if they don't get commitments. But that seems to be a foregone conclusion. Couple of linebackers top of the list: Zachary Tillman, who we've been talking about for a while, and Tobias Hinton out of Hattiesburg High School. Hinton is a guy that I was sort of getting the impression State was cooling off on because it looked like early on in the process he was going to be a bulldog, and then it. It just sort of he came on the back burner a little bit, but now he's back in the front. They've started to push for this commitment. They expect him to be in this class after the weekend. Yeah, I think this is a like final push before the season mm-hmm. because we're about to hit a dead period, and you're not going to get these face to face opportunities anymore. So this is kind of one of those. All right, get in now, or you know we'll have to see you when you come in on your official visit. And I think this is a this is a push to get those guys that are right on the fence to jump over completely. And I think you see that with Zakari Tillman and Tobias Hinton. There's a few more out there that, you know, who knows what can happen. You know, Caleb Bryant's coming this weekend. I think State's going to be in the mix for him until signing day. I just do not – when he committed to Utah, when he, when he committed to Utah, I was like, no way this sticks. Like – Every year there's a guy that commits somewhere thousands thousands of miles away that you say there's absolutely no way this guy's going there. I thought that was going to be Justin Wally a couple years ago. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, we're wrong about that. You know, uh, the guy from South Haven that committed to Oregon, 
the wide receiver. Brevard, Isaiah Brevard. Isaiah Brevard. Is he so, South Haven? Yeah. So, North Mississippi somewhere. Though. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know if he would stick. He stuck with Oregon, I mm-hmm. believe. But There's, Trey Benson. Trey Benson. Stuck with Oregon, but now he's at A lot of State. times what you see is later they do transfer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of guys like that. But I think this is going to be closer to Percy Lewis. And uh, maybe the the better example um, would be um, – why, why, why am I going blank on on the uh, defensive lineman that went to Florida State? What? They went to Florida State? The freshman this Trevion year. Williams. What a, I, I've been Ooh. pumping up Travion Williams for months. That's and all boy. of a sudden, I know sometimes my mind just completely goes blank. Um, I think this is going to be closer to that and Charles Cross. This is a guy that's constantly up here. You know, all the tea leaves are reading that he goes to Mississippi State and that's where he ends up going. Right. That's what I think is going to happen with Caleb Bryant, which would be huge because he is probably the best defensive lineman in the state it, this it year. It also feels like if Mississippi State were to push for his teammate, Jaleel Fleming, Yes. This weekend, that would go a long way, and he's a guy that if he gets an offer this weekend, I feel like would commit pretty quickly. Yeah, that, and that, that's another thing. I mean, there's going to be some guys that pick up that offers. look good. Yeah, um, you know, we we weren't sure who would get offers. You know, Trey Petty got an offer kind of unexpectedly at the last Top Dog Camp. Uh, Best you know, quarterback in the nation, according to Deville. Yeah, why not? Yeah, um, you know, do you push for him? To go ahead and get the twenty twenty four guy on board. That would be I interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happens there, but anything can happen this weekend. You know, I, I remember that. You know, this is very similar to Big Dog Camp. It's gotten a new name, and they do things a little bit differently. But I remember that twenty fourteen Big Big Dog Camp. Who could forget it? Like it, it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, and I I thought it was going to be a big day. I think I came on one of your podcasts and previewed it. I thought that was going to be a pretty big day. Well, you might have had your own podcast at that time. Uh, no, I don't think I did at the time. Okay. I, could, I don't. I don't remember. But I think I came on and previewed that with you. I couldn't have predicted that it'd be that many guys. Right. But you know, you just never know. And Leo Lewis decommitted that day from mm-hmm. Alabama. Who knows what's going to happen? But I, I feel certain that we're going to see Tobias Hinton and Zagari Tillman. This weekend, Chris Parsons supposed to be coming on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, I, I'm not, I'm not betting on anything to happen. But you just never know. I mean, this is another trip that he's made down um, once again to Mississippi State. So it's obvious they have his attention. They need, they need Parson in the class. They need, they play. need to go ahead and get, get him your quarterback board. in yes. because that helps you get receivers. That helps you get other players. And not to mention, everybody's committing. Yeah, you're running out of time here. And quarterbacks, and this is ironic because Parson did it, but quarterbacks for the most part, the most of them commit early and they stick. Right. Um, well, it's usually they if they change, it's because there were some extenuating circumstances. That's what happened with Parson. He would have stuck had Florida they not State. gone after Brock Glenn. Exactly. Florida State made it clear they wanted a two QB class. He didn't want to be a part of that, so he makes his move out of the class. If they had just stuck with him, he would be a Seminole till the very end. Yeah. No question about that. So, um. Oh, gosh, I already I forgot. A couple of big names. Oh, I'm sorry, at least one big name on campus this weekend is Isaac Smith, mm-hmm. the safety out of uh, out of Fulton, out of Itawamba. Who's been a regular visitor. His recruitment is very interesting to follow because early on in the process, and I mean, I can understand why Fulton, you know, it's close enough to Oxford that, that, that it's, it's, it's he has a lot of Ole Miss connections. But Ole Miss seems to have just. Well, let's talk about this a little bit. We, we sort of hinted at it, but 
by and large, it appears Ole Miss is not recruiting the state of Mississippi. I'll be generous with what I'm going to say, and then you correct me if I'm wrong. But it appears they're not recruiting the state of Mississippi very heavily. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I, you know, I get that. Isaac that Smith pretty- was a guy that everybody thought was an Ole Miss lean. Doesn't appear to be going Ole Miss. Doesn't have doesn't list them among his favorites. Aiden Williams, the receiver, you know, a lot of people had him going to Ole Miss. Now it appears he's going to go out of state. Steve Robertson had an update on him today. This is Mississippi State's trying to stay in it and doing the best they can. Sunterrain Perkins, the number one player in the state, uh, out of Raleigh, Mississippi, which is as we've said many times on the show, as as deep an Ole Miss stronghold as you can have outside of Oxford. But there's a lot of talk about him, you know, flipping to Alabama. He's been to Mississippi State. There are some rumors that he might be here this weekend and could possibly happen. It's weird. Yeah. Because this, you know, one of the things we talk about, I know this has been a topic on, on your message board many times about hiring recruiting staff and how you shouldn't put that decision in the head coach's hands because Mike Leach is not going to be the head coach forever. So whether he wants them or not, it's just beneficial for the university to have more recruiting staff. Lane Kiffin's not going to be the coach at Ole Miss forever. And the next guy's going to come in, and he may not want to do the transfer portal thing the way Lane Kiffin has. He's going to have a lot of work to do getting recruits. Rebuilding, rebuilding relationships. Rebuilding relationships. Yeah, it appears, no anyway. You have to, at Mississippi State and Ole Miss, you have to maintain that base. Mississippi is a place that you can recruit, and you don't need to make the whole class full of Mississippi players. Mm-hmm. But you need to get your share. I mean, you never know what kind of connection you're going to have on the guys that you bring in. And it's not like, you know, we've said before, like maybe, you know, Lane Kiffin's shifting his focus to the transfer portal and not high school recruiting. Well, he's still getting commitments from high school players. But a lot of them are from out of state. You know, they're not – some of these guys that they're talking about committing, some of these guys getting crystal balled are from Tennessee – Texas, Florida, which is a great place to recruit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, these players are are not bad players. I'm just saying it's important to have these relationships inside the state of Mississippi. And it seems like Mississippi State is shifting more towards recruiting Mississippi mm-hmm. more heavily. Yeah, this especially on the especially. defensive side of the ball. And next, the next couple of years, there's, these are good classes here in Mississippi. So it's, it, it makes sense to go ahead and make those inroads. All right. So give me your your thoughts on this weekend. How many commitments for the Bulldogs? I would say, you know, over under two and a half. What? I, I can see your belly. Oh, is there something wrong with that? Yeah. You didn't want to see my mid drift? The only skin of yours I want to see is your face and your arms. I'll deal with your legs too, but that's it. You want to see my face, my arms and my face? They're right there. You're wearing short sleeves. But I can, you said you wanted to. I can live with that, is what I'm saying. You, you wanted to see my, oh my face. God. You're the one sitting here with your shirt half done on me. Well, that's how I'm sitting. Just saying. I mean, I mean, look at the size of the spare tire around me, and my my I, my shirt goes all the way down. I mean, it's it's a weird thing to interrupt my thoughts. I didn't inter- talk about pulling. I, my very, shirt. I very, I didn't say anything. I just gave you the pull your shirt down gesture. It's distracting. And you are the one who brought it up. So now I'm the one. That we, now we have to talk about it. Okay. How many commitments for Mississippi State? I must set the. I was saying I'm going to set the over under at two and a half. So, what was that? I don't know. Now I'm just messing with you. Uh, Two and a half. So, and I'm going to say over. I think three or four. I think we may, we might have a surprise. I think Tillman and Hinton for sure. Yeah. If Fleming gets an offer, him. Yeah. 
And then I'm going to say Parson comes in this weekend and goes ahead. Think so? I, I think so. It, it needs to happen. State needs him in the boat. They need him on board because he can recruit for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just think it's important to have that quarterback mm-hmm. in the class because he's kind of like – that's kind of like you're the guy that's spearheading the class. Right. You know, it seems like, you know, if you got your quarterback, you got a guy that's able to kind of command the – the, your whole recruiting because you have somebody to work around in the class. So, yeah, I think it's important to go ahead and get him on board. So that's football. Let's talk a little basketball. But first, we have to play a song. All right, so Chris Jans goes into the Juco ranks for Jaquan Scott, 6'8", 200-pound power forward out of Salt Lake Community College. In the Juco rankings, uh, or in the Juco, uh, I don't know, so these are his high school. Uh, that's weird. Uh, his high school, he signed with East Carolina, had offers from Georgia, New Mexico State, so obviously Chris Jans, uh, you're familiar with him, Central Florida and Virginia Tech, so some decent offers there uh, for sure. And now comes in at Mississippi State. He, he had picked up a ton of offers in the past few weeks as a JUCO player from Cincinnati, Houston, NC State, A&M, TCU, West Virginia. So uh, a guy who looks like he's moving up the recruiting rankings, but he'll commit to Mississippi State. And it sort of goes back to, we've talked about this with the portal a lot, but if you have that good relationship with him in the high school recruiting process, you have a leg up with a player who invariably, especially in college basketball, it feels like everybody's going to the portal at some point. So having those relationships is key. Chris Chance does that and is able to get his second commitment for 2023. Yeah, that's one thing I, I talked to Sam Purcell about one time is you've got to recruit these players hard in high school, and you can't burn that bridge. If they if they choose to go somewhere else, you can't burn that bridge because you never know. I mean, that person could hit the portal the very next year, and you could be right back in the, in the thick of things. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, – it's it's good to have that relationship. This is a very strange recruiting story to me. Okay. He was down to like Kansas and someone in high school and then suddenly committed to Eastern Carolina. Yeah. And then he went JUCO. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, this time around he's he's averaging eight points a game last year, but he has just blown up the summer and is, is getting a ton of offers. So, obviously, people are – um, excited about this guy in the offseason, but just a, kind of a strange recruitment. Like, I, I, I mean, don't really know what to think about it. He seems like a really good player, though. He seems like that stretch four that, you, that you've been looking for and you'd like to have this year, mm-hmm. That he's kind of fits that mold. I agree with everything he said. I, 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 nothing surprises me anymore in recruiting. Nothing, nothing gets me going, oh, wow, what happened there? No, none, none of it. I just, I just take it as it comes. Uh, with recruiting nowadays, I just whatever happens happens, and we just move on with our lives. But we'll see. So good get for uh, for Chris Jans at, at that class. Obviously, he's concerned with the front court there, you know, because you look at the two guys they brought in, uh, Guy Chole, Guy Chole, and uh, now Jaquan Scott, six eight and seven feet, uh, respectively. So we'll see how that goes for him. All right, from a baseball perspective. Not a new face at all, a face you're very familiar with. But I think this is big news. Luke Hancock announces he's coming back for one more season 
at Mississippi State. We've been talking for a while about the catcher position, how it looked like State was going to have to go with a, uh, a true freshman in, 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 in oh. Ross Highfield or try to find a transfer. Now you don't have that problem. Luke, Luke Hancock will finally – it took a long time, but he's finally going to get his run behind the plate. I think, you know, you look ahead to next next MLB draft, obviously his age is going to work against him, but he needed to show that he could catch because yeah. first base was not his position in the majors. Well, he has nothing to lose. He hadn't gotten drafted the last two years. You know, the free agent deals were not great. He, he's able to come back. The, the deal that, that he's probably going to get with the Bulldog Initiative mm-hmm. – Will be more than what he could have made as a free agent. Right. So, I mean, you got nothing to lose. I mean, you can actually improve your stock. He's going to be an old guy whenever he gets in the draft next year. 23? He's 22. He turns 23 in uh, December. And I, you know, I wouldn't have judged him harshly at all if he would have decided just to go ahead and go. Um, Because he's about to get married, he's, you know, about to start a life. But I have to commend him for wanting to come back and continue to play for Mississippi State. I think that's that's awesome. Because, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that wouldn't do that. Houston Harding was a guy that could have come back kind of in a similar boat as Luke Hancock. But he was like 22. I mean, he had to go then and, and go ahead and start his career. But Luke's decided he wants to come back for one more year. And I think, you know, great Bulldog. Um, grew up a State fan. Right down the road in Houston, Mississippi, he's he's done a lot for Mississippi State, and he's going to be invaluable for them from a you know veteran standpoint and helping those young guys at catcher, being a, a solid presence at the plate because I think he is uh, one of your better hitters as far as plate discipline is concerned. Mm-hmm. His RBI numbers are way down. He wasn't the guy that he was the year before as far as driving in runs. Mm-hmm. But he was still that same guy that would battle battle it out at the plate. His numbers went up as far as um, hits and batting average, at least comparable to the games played. So, you know, I, I think this is huge for Mississippi State's lineup moving forward. It's just another piece that you bring back that is going to allow you to kind of hopefully get back to where you want to be and not be a total rebuild. Right, right. So – and I just think having that veteran presence. Yeah, I mean, you look about next season, who who are the veterans, you know? I mean, Hunter Hines is just a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Kellum Clark was only a, has only been a full-time starter for one season. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who's been there and done it all with Mississippi Since State. 2019. So, yeah, he, he, his presence is going to be invaluable for the Bulldogs. I think it's, it's a great deal. I mean, basically, you know, you can pencil him in for 270 to 280, mm-hmm. 7 to, to 12 home runs, 30, 40 RBI. And an on-base percentage over 400. ton of walks, ton of hit-by-pitches. And, and, and uh, that leadership behind the plate Yeah, that, that you want. With, well, I mean, you've got to have a pitching staff with a lot of new faces. And he's not going to be Logan Tanner from a talent standpoint. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's not going to happen. But he is solid. He's a really good catcher. And he can help you behind the plate. He can help pitchers behind the plate. I think he's going to be, a, a, like you said, just an invaluable piece for Mississippi State, for the pitchers and the catchers. I didn't realize uh, that Killer Cross uh, replied to my tweet. What did he say? He said uh, LMAO of, of, of our picture of. Richard. Did you tag him? Yes, I did. 
good for that guy. He's I'll, got Scarlet. I like Killer Cross. He'll be back in WWE very soon. He's got Scarlet. I mean, yeah, he's doing good. Oh, he's doing good. All right. I zoned out there thinking about Killer Cross. Do I have anything else to talk about? Yes, we have our countdown. So let's move on into that. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Hey, if you're cooking out, I got to go to the butcher shop uh, tomorrow, pick up a tri tip. That's going to happen. Because beef, it's what's for dinner. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. I'm going to go grab some beef. You should too. Throw some steaks on the grill, throw some burgers, make your family happy. It's great stuff. And the thing about beef when you cook it, you know, you think about pork and, and so many things. Sometimes you're talking about like 45 minutes, an hour. Two hours to cook. It's hot outside, guys. Steaks on the grill. I put a couple of steaks on the grill last weekend. And I promise you, it took longer to get the coals hot than I actually cooked the steaks. Of course, you like yours mooing. My, those were a, they were a perfect medium rare. Perfect. Do you like a little blood? Uh, I, I like a little red. It's going to be all right. That's how you're supposed to eat it. It's, all, it's dead when you buy it from the store. You don't have to kill it again. Yeah. So I remember when we went to, we went to Omaha, and some meemaw was making fun of my steak because that thing was beautifully pink. And she was like, yeah, I couldn't eat it like that. And I'm just like... And she and she had a, a well-done steak at oh, a prime steakhouse. Yeah, you know, like go to a steakhouse like that and ask for well-done. Then she'd be like, well, man, just, leather. just get a burger at that point. So anyway, just get it. We'll, get, get we'll, fix you, we'll fix you a salad, get ma'am. Get the chicken. Yeah. That's what you want. Anywho, you should be kicked out of a prime steakhouse if you get a well-done steak. We say all that to say that beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Can we get through this ad without an anecdote? I don't know. Let's find out. It's going to be tough. I'll try to be quiet. I I know we can do it for Advantage Business Systems. Let's see what happens here with two brothers. The two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. The food is good, the people are great, the drinks are cold, the location is fantastic, the patio is always a good place to hang out. It's just a tent, every way, every, every way you look at it. There's just not a better place in Starkville to come hang out and enjoy some great food and great times. And you know this football season, that place is going to be hopping, so if you're in Starkville, just enjoy the last few weeks of peace and, two bro- and getting into Two Brothers right when you walk in the door. So, Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. All right, we did it. Yes. Rob, Robbie was over there like shaking, trying not to say anything about how awesome Two Brothers is. Advantage Business Systems offers great products and great service. And I know what you're saying. Brian, everybody says great products and great service. Yeah, well, how many places have been open for 47 years? That's that's the question I would ask you. And if you can't come up with an answer, well, that, 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 that is the answer. That's how you know Advantage Business Systems is the real deal. They take care of their customers. They treat you like a neighbor, which is what they are. They're a Mississippi-based business. You're a Mississippi-based business. They want you to succeed. We'll help. They can help you do that. So call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, back into the countdown. We have two games to do today since we've got a weekend coming up. So let's, uh, let's jump right in. We have games number 29 and 28. That's exciting. Yes. Um, what do we got here? Stop. There we go. I said stop. What are you doing? It's, it's, it's just this stupid thing. Number 29. All right. Two games. Pretty recent here. So Both Dak Prescott specials, too. We're doubling up on Dak today. Number 29 from 2013. Mississippi State 44. Rice 7. 
This is the start of the Dak Prescott era at Mississippi State. He had his moments. He had moments up until this game. This was the game where he took the reins of Mississippi State, and he, he was the lead dog for two years. You think that? I, All right, so you want to argue it with me? I mean, you think it's I the thought, Egg Bowl where he scores? Well, the turning point for me, actually, with Dak was mm-hmm. the Auburn game. So what I would say is he kept ha- – that's one of the moments, it, right? It, he kept there's no stability. Games, but he wasn't winning those games. Yeah. He didn't beat Auburn. He had a big game against Texas A&M, remember, uh, yeah. down at, at College Station, but didn't win the game. Yeah, uh, right after had, his mom passed away. South Carolina, his mom passed away, and he, he, he didn't play well in that game. So he kept having these games where, like, you could see the talent, right? They went to play Rice. Remember, State was six and six, and Rice I think was like ten and two. And there was a lot of that whole, you know, oh, terrible SEC team getting in at six and six. They don't deserve to be here. And then State just flattened Rice. Jamion Lewis had two hundred yards plus receiving this game. But this was the game, and I think Jesse Palmer either he called this game or he was doing one of the studio shows and talking about. It and he said, Dak Prescott's a guy you know you could put on your list as a dark horse for the Heisman next year. Yeah. This is where it started for him. I think it was in that game. He would call in the game. Might have, yeah. The Ole Miss game in the second half, he started to reach legendary status. And I think the Rice game, you started to say, okay, this guy's developing as a quarterback. Because remember, before then, he was like, he was getting all these comparisons to Tim Tebow, like a poor man's Tim Tebow. Yes. You know, his, his redshirt freshman year, he was a guy that you just brought in at the goal line, he'd score those touchdowns, run the ball. You weren't sure if he could throw the football, right. but he was a good runner. Like He was just one of those guys like, yeah, big rah-rah guy. Well, this Rice game, you're like, okay, this guy's got a chance to be special. And in that game, State just came out and just stomped a mud Massacred. hole to Rice. Preston Smith, this was Preston Smith's start. Yeah, This is when he, he had just – I remember he had just had a little girl. Yes, um, like I think that week or something, and it's like something snapped in him that day. And I think I remember him talking about that. Like he knew like that he could make a lot of money. He had to provide for his family and all that stuff. And I think this was like an eye-opening moment for him because like right after this game, he was like defensive MVP of the game because the Liberty Bowl has like ten trophies that they give out. It's like an overall MVP, offensive MVP, like you go in there and there's like 10 trophies sitting on the table. We saw it this year. Um, And he got the defensive MVP of the game, had a big game, and then transitioned into the next season where, you know, the first three weeks or whatever, he was like defensive lineman of the week and ended up becoming a relatively high draft pick and now he's playing for a while. So this this game was was really the jump start into 2014 and what that team would be. And it was kind of what everybody was hoping that the Liberty Bowl was going to be for Mississippi State this past season. And it just didn't really happen. And we talked about that on this show. We said, we did a show where, like, remember Dak did this thing where he leapt from the bowl game? Could it happen again? And we, of course, we were way off. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, there's people make fun of the Liberty Bowl. There's been some good moments for Mississippi State and Liberty Bowl. You know, you go back to the 60s and when that thing was in, in Philadelphia, I think. Um, you know, th- there were some big moments back then. The 07 Liberty Bowl, as bad as that game was, you know, it was, it was a Mississippi State home game. This game was similar to that, and that there was a lot of state fans there because everybody was excited after the Egg Bowl. And it really was a springboard for Mississippi State in 2014. It was. 2015 is where we'll go for number 28. 
one of the most exciting football games you'll ever be a part of. Mississippi State 51, Arkansas 50. One of the most one of the biggest roller coasters that you'll ever be a part of. I've never seen a game that went from they're going to blow Arkansas, they're going to blow them out to they're going to get blown out to they're going to win, they're going to lose, they won. It was incredible. It, every emotion. I was doing I didn't go to that game. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I was I was doing the game thread on our board and that game thread was the biggest roller coaster I've ever seen. Like it went from oh my god, Dak and Fred Ross are just lighting the world on fire right now to how could we blow this game? Dan Mullen needs to be fired to oh my god, Dak Prescott is is about to lead us back to oh no we're about to blow this game this is an awful loss mm-hmm. to a blocked field goal you I just remember game. when when they scored when Fred Ross scored to make it fifty one fifty just looking it's like too, way too, too much, much time. time too much way time. too much time and of course Arkansas just drives right down the field but Beniquez Brown yes blocks the field goal to win State was up what twenty one nothing in this game something like that seventeen oh, nothing that was it that much I, I need to get the box score up so they dominated that first half. And uh, and then the second half happened, and it was like, does anybody know that Arkansas has a tight end? Because they had Jeremy, Jeremy Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle, yeah. And Hunter Henry was on that team too, wasn't he? Right. Okay, so you're right. Arkansas, it was actually 14-14, to and then it was 31-14, yeah. Mississippi State. Yeah. And then it was 42-31, Arkansas. Yeah. So, State this get- was a This was a... Um, it wasn't Brandon Allen, was it? It was the brother. No, it was Brandon. 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 Okay. Austin was uh was after after him. him yeah. yeah. Um, and this was just a battle of those two guys just running up a stat line. Arkansas scores a touchdown with 52 seconds left in the first half to make it 31-21. And I remember that happening, going like, oh, "That's not the way." That wasn't that. good. The next four touchdowns they scored were all scored by tight ends. Tight ends. Jeremy Sprinkle, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, Jeremy Sprinkle. See, Ole Miss fans, Hunter Henry hurt Mississippi State, too. Oh, State never – when, whenever it Brett Bielema was there, they never guarded the tight never end. Never guarded the tight end. So it goes from 31-14 to, th- to 42-31. Then State scores back-to-back possessions to make it 44-42. Arkansas scores. State scores, with, and there's 3.05 left, and then you have to block field goal. Dak Prescott, of course, sets what was then the MSU record, 508 yards passing in this game. Thir- what a game Dak Prescott had. 38 of 50, 508 yards, five touchdowns. He also rushed for 46 yards and two more touchdowns. So he had seven touchdowns in this game. Yeah, um, I remember them like hyping up the game Brandon Allen had, and I'm like, uh, Dak has had a better Dak ball Dak had game. a much better. Brandon Allen had a great game, though. 30 of 43, 406 yards. He did throw for seven touchdowns. Yeah. How many touchdowns did he throw for? I need to look for this season for him. I gotta know because he also threw for like seven touchdowns against Ole Miss that year in that stupid. Yeah. So what, what year is this? Twenty. Oh, this is NFL stats. Like, was that the same years. year that the Ole Miss had that game against? Yes. That same year. No. Or was that twenty sixteen? That's twenty sixteen. That's so the next year. Okay, so yeah. But he. But I think there was a crazy game against Ole Miss that year too. Well, I mean, it's Arkansas, Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, State sure and Arkansas is. and Arkansas and Ole Miss have the wildest games. I don't know what it is about. Those three teams, but they have the wildest games. Can I can I get the 2015 Arkansas schedule? Yeah, I can. Hold on, because now you got me. You got me wondering. No, that was the same year. It was the same year. Oh my god! So Arkansas that year 
listen to the Arkansas. They played three overtime games and then had a 51-50 regular se- regulation game. Yeah. They lost to all to they beat Auburn in overtime 54-46 in four overtimes. Yeah. They lost they beat Tennessee Martin 63-28. I mean, they had 28 points. Then they beat Ole Miss 53-52 in overtime. They beat LSU. Thir- so they're on a four-game winning streak coming into this game. And they also had the you know that seven overtime game against Ole Miss. They did, and they have and a, they had a Kentucky game that was like that. They have a Kentucky like game at seven overtimes as well. I think that they have, not, they have one nuts. against Tennessee too. Like they they always have the weirdest games. Yeah. the so most fun games though. They were one. They were two and one that year when they scored fifty points. That's crazy. Between fifty and sixty points. And you know the next year, the next year, you know they scored every possession against State, but they but State had a big game too in that. Well, Fitzgerald scored six touchdowns in that game. Yeah, they lost. So like they didn't punt in that game. Their defense just stunk. Yeah, that's what we learned. So fantastic game, a lot of fun. That's the final score, fifty-one fifty. That catches us up. Had a chance to have been an absolute disaster. among the MSU fans, but it worked out. We'll go into the top 25 next week. Some good games looking ahead. Some some fun games in there to talk about. We'll, talk about. we'll do that. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Robbie, have fun at SummerSlam. If you see a uh, 4X Big Boss Man shirt, give me that. The Big Boss Man? Big Boss Man. Uh, otherwise, I will talk to you guys. We will all talk to you guys on Sunday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.